You sounded far too excited about non-league. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better way of starting, Henry. Afternoon, everybody. Welcome to your hourly therapy session on a Sunday uh, as we talk about all things town and probably try avoiding talking about all things town. I'm joined by Henry Barber, who is looking more and more like Anakin Skywalker. Well, times are getting darker out. It, you know, it's going to be, I'll come on with a Darth Vader mask next yeah, I was going to say, you, you, th- you said he'd look better with a mask. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? It, it hides the COVID chins. That's what it does. Bruce is here. He's looking far more. He's got a, he's got my two favourite town shirts behind him. I've just realised. That, 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 that red and blue one was the first ever one I ever had. The 94 away. And then that one is my favourite town home shirt which is from the 2001-2002 season. I've got Zang Amwell's signature on it. Has it really? Yep. That's an expensive signature. And Tom is over in Cardiff. How are you, Tom? Very good, thank you. Right, gentlemen, let's get down to it. This week was seen as a must-win uh, for both games as we came up against two of the worst-informed teams in the league, and we've come away with two points from a possible six. Uh, we've already discussed the Carlisle game and you can go back to the other pod to have a quick listen to it. Colchester yesterday, a nil-nil draw. Uh, what are your thoughts? Nobody has any thoughts. That is exactly what people think. Uh, Bruce was seconds quicker than than Tom. Bruce, what did you want to say? I think we're just being polite with each other, aren't we? Sitting back and letting somebody else, but it just, feel, <laughs> I, I just it feels flat. It just feels, it just feels flat. We're, we're not horrendous, but and now I said last weekend that the next two games were big games. I don't think it's done and dusted just yet, but I'm getting more and more concerned as the games go by. Um, I don't quite see where the goals are going to come from to, that are going to win us games. Yeah, quite, quite, a, quite a, a, an apt summary of it. Tom, how are you feeling about the game yesterday? I thought we played really well again in the first half and we're definitely the better team. Um, and in the second half, we just didn't quite get it together and that massively let us down. Um, I think if we'd have continued to play in the second half the way we did in the first half, um, we probably would have come away with a win because I didn't think they were up to that much. Uh, but unfortunately, we didn't. Having said that, unbeaten in two. Nurse, he's out of bed again. <laughs> Henry, what did you want to say on it? Um, broadly agree with Tom on Saturday's game. Ready, I think, for a lead first half, and you know we we should have been in the lead. Let's not beat around the bush. Um, and then second half, I don't know what it was. We just didn't seem to get going. Um, and if anything, they probably look more likely than we were at points in the second half to, to nick a goal. Um, and as usual, the bell end that is Harry Palaces, um, which he seems to do every time he plays against us. Um, I think that the main concern for me is that we're, we're probably running out of time now. 
Um, there is a gap, and as Bruce alluded to, we're struggling to score goals. Um, whether we can fix that between now and the end of the season, who knows? But um, that's the main concern for me. I think overall, you look at the players that Hurst has brought in yesterday, and you'd say that he's improved the side considerably from where we were in December. Um, I think May and Essay is probably our best centre half. Uh, Matete and Coke in the midfield both look both look really good signings. I think Rami on the wing looks a good signing, and John Lewis, although he, he missed a sitter, he scored as many as as most of our strikers, um, and probably looks the liveliest of any of them. So I think overall the team's been improved. Uh, I I've kind of made my peace with the fact that we're probably going down, and if. I'm still hopeful and it's still mathematically possible. Um, but I, I've kind of made my peace with it, I think. Can I can I ask a question to everybody? Because I agree with you, Henry, that the, the team has been improved. Why have we seen such a poor return in points com- in comparison to the, the kind of cobbled together, lack of leadership Holloway team? Because Hurst has a relatively few, 12 games I think he's had now, hasn't he? And, and the points haul has been pretty 13. bad. Yeah, of 13. Bruce, what were you going to say? You were first. I um, I think he's brought in a better quality of player, but unfortunately, they're probably unfit in a different kind of way to the people that we had before. They'd been here for six months and didn't look good enough and fitness was still an issue. But you look at the people that we've brought in and a lot of them have been, they're still trying to find the feet fitness-wise. They've not played a lot of games or it's been a while since they've played games. Um, some of them, you know, the likes of Lamy perhaps haven't played a lot of first-team games recently. Um, and, and again, I think that's probably partially why we seem to have good 15, 20, 25 minutes in games. But often we can't do it for 90 minutes. And I think he looks to the bench and I don't think he sees more than perhaps one player that he can bring on at the moment with the couple of injuries that we've got or the few injuries we've got that can really make a difference. And I think that's another reason why even though we're shouting out for substitutions occasionally, he doesn't make a lot because I don't think, like we alluded to a couple of pods ago, that he's got more than one or two on the bench that he can trust. Yeah, Tom, what were you going to say then, Henry? I'll come to you, man. I feel like question time now. (laughs) Uh, I think one of the reasons why we perhaps haven't had as good a points return, going back to your original question now, is because um, I think when Holloway was in charge, Every club in the league was still finding the feet and everyone was coming off like a, a, a weird pre-season. So there were probably a lot of other teams around us who still hadn't quite got it together yet. Whereas now, Hurst has come in like pretty much halfway through the season, didn't he? And so everybody's in it. Everybody else is in a bit more of a rhythm. And we've basically got a new team in, a new first 11 in. And I have gone through arguably a second pre-season with this new team and are now just starting to find our feet again, which is why in, I would argue, in the last two or three performances, we've seen much more solid um, performances and a better grasp of the formation that we've finally decided to go with. And hopefully that will continue and we'll get the... 24 points were required to stay up. Uh, so, going back to the game then, 
uh, we had. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, Bruce. What are you going to say? You want to play devil's advocate? I'll, I'm looking forward to this. You were going to go to Henry though on your question time thing, weren't you? He was wait, wasn't he waiting? Yeah, my only comment really was just oh, to I've add to, to what Bruce. Um, just one came out yesterday afternoon, and my one of the things I thought was I looked at the bench and you think who's going to come on really and add add much to the game, and I think I think that has limited us in in certain situations and. You know, we can call for substitutes, but at the end of the day, the strikers sat on the bench haven't scored either, or the midfielders aren't aren't as good as what we've got on the pitch. So uh, there's a weak bench, and I think that that limits us in games. I think there there are a few players I think that I've seen in the past that obviously Hurst is the the overseer and sees what in training he sees what he wants, but I would like to still see Luke Spokes. I think he was one of the brightest sparks at the earlier side of the season. Uh, on the bench as an option, coming on with 30 minutes to go. And I don't think there'd be any harm in our leading goal-scoring striker anyway, uh, Montel Gibson being on there. I mean, he's going to be here a while. Uh, I think he's come back from Altrincham now, because I think there was reports that he was back at the ground yesterday. And and the likes of Irish actions, just people who are busy and would be able to add that, add that sort of additional piece of pacing that we are missing. I agree with all of you. I think our bench looks terrifying, really, when you look at it. When you come to 60 minutes and you're looking for someone to bring on, you're looking for a Max Wright to come on and, and, and to inject some sort of pace. And we just don't we just don't have it. I'll come to Bruce, what were you going to do to be devil's advocate? I didn't put it on the group earlier. I just thought about it as I was driving back from my, uh, my windy walk. Um, what if Stuffing balls again, is it? <laughs> Later. Um, if, um, if he hadn't have come in and changed the squad so massively, and we perhaps had four or five games that we wrote off effectively while he was trying to get shaped to his new squad of his new first team. Um, and they were getting fit and getting used to each other. And he had worked with what we had here. Who's, I can't remember half the names like, but if he'd have worked with what he had here and had just brought in one or two, would we have had more points now? Because we haven't picked up, like you say, we haven't picked up a massive amount. We might have looked brighter in the future. But would we have, you know, would we be sitting better for this season if we'd have They're made less changes? I guess, I've, no I've, get... I've set that up now. I'll leave you to it. <laughs> um, I would have probably, I think the, the problem Hurst had was that he had the, the the wrong games have come at the wrong time. If we were looking at a fixture list to look forward to, as we would have had in January when we played, uh, we were meant to play Barrow, play Scunny, Stevenage, all of those, those cruddy teams like us. Um, I think I'd be feeling a little bit more positive with the squad we've got now, but that's all hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it? I would have, um, I would have liked to have brought Aurora Edwards on at many points this week when the, in the games we've had, um, but um, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, Tom was first, but Henry is so keen. <laughs> Talk over each other, Tom. What were you going to say? Uh, I was. So I think Hurst has seen something in Spokes because correct me if I'm wrong, he's made him captain of the reserves, hasn't he? Oh, I I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, I believe he has. Um, we'll go with it. Okay. Whilst that's everybody's thinking, oh, captain of reserves, that's not anything special. I think he he's probably made him captain of reserves because he sees some sort of long term um, development potential there as a player, uh, and. So I think we will see if Hurst stays and Spokes stays. I think we'll probably see more of him. Um, and 
what do you call it, coming back from Oldscombe, it might just be the case that he comes back and trains with us on certain days because I don't think Oldscombe are full-time, are they? I think they're one of the few teams in the conference that are still part-time. So they oh, well, I... train every day. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get to know that in a bit more detail next season. Um, <laughs> but um, I I don't know. I thought they played yesterday, but it, from the reports on the Telegraph were that he was back. Henry, what were you going to say? What were you so keen to say? This better be good. I was I was one hundred percent first that time. Just going to put it out there. But, Sorry, um, man. Just just on Bruce's hypothetical. Um, I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact of how bad that team was before Christmas. Like we lost three 0 away to South End. Lost to um, Dagenham and Redbridge. Like Home it was a bad, bad side. And the ones that he's thrown out, I don't think I can really have any. You mentioned Edwards and he looked sharp at times, but I think he had one assist and maybe one goal in quite a lot of games. Like there was frustratingly little end product there. Um, which I think players like Moraes and Lav have improved on. Um, I think the one the one player I'd probably say in hindsight we might have done well to keep on to was probably Danny Preston. Um, because while well, we had Harry Clifton at left back yesterday and we didn't have a left sided a left footed player in the squad. Um, so bringing in Sam Habersham, I think was a good signing, but it was a risk with his injuries and that looks like it hasn't paid off. And, you know, Bunny's struggled since he's come in and he's always struggling with injuries. So, so maybe I think of all the players that have either moved on or just completely cut out, I'd say probably Preston would be the only one I'd consider uh, just purely from a, he's left footed and that's the only reason. I'm very aware that we're kind of moving on from the game. But there were two. There were two incidents that were of any note. Uh, Matete's tackling the first half. Are we Colchester fans were were quite certain it was a red. Um, I I was on the fence really. I, I would like to not see it given. But if I, if it was against the town team, I'd be effing and jeffing. Uh, Tom says not a red. Henry, what were you going to say? I'd say that if that was. A Colchester player tackling our player, I'd be absolutely furious. If well, it was, if it was uh, Harry Pell, I'd be furious. <laughs> so it was one of those like could have gone either way. Really, I'm glad he wasn't sent off. Um, obviously, because he's he's arguably our best midfielder. So um, I don't think it was malicious. It was no. it was a lunge, and it was probably naive, and it was mistimed. Twenty years um, ago, no one even raises an eyebrow at that tackle. Yeah, right, exactly. But it's it's a different game now. Yeah, and it's poorer for it. But um, and then John Lewis, I think he's getting a far bit bigger uh, amount of stick than he needs from it. There are his uh, very loud detractors in the in the GTFC world who are just saying that shows how shitty is. I thought at least, unlike Matt Green, um, who I'm not a massive fan of, it might not um, you may not have noticed, but he got there. I don't think many of our other strikers would have done that. Um, and it came at him very quickly. It was behind him and he did his very best with it. And I believe the keeper got a little bit of a touch to it. Um, and they sometimes don't go in. Um, I don't know if you guys have got anything to add to that. Good. Oh, no, no Henry. Just that, just that I'd agree. Um, yeah, he should be scoring that, but he's a striker that we signed from the National League. North or South, I don't know which one Hereford are in. North. North National League North. 
um, in January and he's winning more headers than any of our strikers and he looks lively and yeah, he missed a chance but he's not our only striker that's missed a chance this season. That's I don't think we got the... I don't think we got the sorry Henry. I think I don't think we got the uh, the best view of either incident where with camera is either yesterday, um, the goal or the the tackle. Um, you know, if you'd have been in the main stand, I think we'd have had a much clearer view because he sort of went that side of a few players and the and the the man, um, and then there was a guy to to Lenny's left, wasn't there, with the goalie in front of him, um, which sort of obscured our view a little bit of actually what did happen. But yeah, I think like you say on a but again. This is, goes back, doesn't it, to the fact that we don't score enough goals and these incidents are absolutely crucial. Because Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, I guess the question is to everybody, is this was meant to be the crucial week. This was the make or break week and we've come away with two points uh, against two, as I said, two of the least informed teams in the, in the league. Are we, are we done? Is that it? I think it's quite highly unlikely we're going to stay up now, to be honest. Um, Henry, you've already said you kind of resigned to the fact. Um, yeah, I have. Like, like, I've made my peace with the fact that we're probably odds on to go down. It's mathematically impossible. Well, I mean, it's not mathematically impossible. And if no. we get a win at Barrow on Tuesday, I think the picture looks far more doable again. But we we need to win on Tuesday. Like, no ifs or buts. No ifs, no buts, no coconuts. Tom... We done? No. No, I just, uh, I think, uh, as I said the other week on the pod, if it's if I'm in Hurst's position, I'm not looking at the rest of the table. I've got that number of points needed on the wall or, you know, in everybody's mind and we just need to keep chipping away at it. If we win on uh, Tuesday night, I think that's a return of five points from possible nine just over 50%. And if we carry on at that rate, we'll probably be in with a chance and be let down by goal difference. And if we do carry on at that rate, you'd think we'd carry on improving. So we might actually be able to get more points than that. I, I would just keep with that mantra. It's not, you don't need to bring other people back because at this stage of the season, we've seen like Walsall are faltering a bit. Colchester are obviously on a really bad run. Uh, people have been talking about Port Vale. Only takes a couple of results and everything can change. And at the minute, there's 39 points to play for. We need 24 to get to 50. That'll keep us up. So you just keep chipping away at it. For me personally, I just think it's a bit boring to be all doom and gloom. There's enough to be doom and gloom about. Let's let's be optimistic for five or six more games and enjoy it. Like We can... Worry about the. Conference. Are you enjoy? Are you enjoying this? To, uh, I'm enjoying. Um, I'm enjoying watching the games. Not from. Are you? The, not from the uh, the point of view that we're not playing brilliantly, but this is the most games I've watched for ages because I haven't had a <laughs> for a long time, and I'm actually just enjoying watching the games and talking about them. Right. So let's go through it mathematically. Henry, you 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 say your just, piece. It, it has been more enjoyable, at least lockdown three compared to lockdown one. If you look from a non-footballing perspective, just with sport on, but yeah, we are rubbish, and I do regret spending ten pounds every bloody time that I chuck it at it. But I mind. don't understand what you. Gives me something. Gives me something people? to do on a Saturday. The the European one, one hundred and fifty quid for the season. You buy your lot, and then you're done, and then you just pretend you live in France. Bonjour, ça va. 
<laughs> uh, Bruce, what were you going to say? Just, oh, I wasn't just gonna say I... Sorry, go on, Eric. No, you finish. No, uh, yeah, before before we move on, just um, on the the striking rows, um, I've just looked up. Who do you reckon's got the best goals per ninety minute ratio at the club? Uh, Matty Pollock. Oh no, it'll be right. Montel Gibson, won't it? Nope. Sam It's Ira Jackson. Because <laughs> he's got um, two. Just yeah, and uh, Matty Pollock is still our top scorer of three, but um, Lanell is third in goals per game. Basically, is all I'm uh, is all I'm putting at. So yeah, he deserves stick for missing it, but he's you know, getting it's, there. A, it's a low bar. The other players in the squad, so, bloody low uh, bar. Who else do? You... I mean. I would have preferred the bar to be slightly higher and we might be a bit chippier than today. But um, uh, one point. So going back to Tom's idea, 50 points. I think 50 points is too many, Tom. I think 48 keeps you up. 48, I think, statistically keeps you up. Aim high, Aim high. Well, stop fucking telling John Lewis to do that. The other thing I want to say is, I don't know if anybody saw the goal in the Bradford-Carlisle game. Um, yes, we, we, we did retweet that, it. That was a point I wanted to make. Like at the minute, we're not getting the rub of the green with those sort of things. Like another day, that Lanell John Lewis uh, miss yesterday goes in off the bar. The goal on Tuesday night that f- went in straight from a corner is given. We you, you earn your earn your luck. They say, don't you? Maybe these improving performances might bring a bit bit more luck and that you feel like if we do just get a bit of luck and we win maybe a game 1-0 and then we win the next game you feel like the players will just take loads of confidence from that and the performances will improve accordingly at the minute I feel like we're not getting the luck and so everybody like you know yesterday the, the final whistles are you know bloody hell again but as soon as it drops I think we're on we're so, staying up so we need we need to get to your point I think it's one point seven per game in terms of 1.7 points per game that would put us fourth at the moment if we'd have done that since the start of the season we've got Bolton Bradford Cheltenham Exeter Tramere uh at Salford still to play we need to what win eight of our last 13 I'd say I just can't see it I just well, can't. Eight, that would give us twenty-four points, which would give us the magic fifty. So yeah, since we beat we since we, eight, do we? we need to win like sort of seven and maybe draw three. Doable. <laughs> well, yeah. Since since we beat Crawley, have we not drawn two and lost two? Is that right? Have we drawn? Did we lose two Harrogate and somebody else? We lost yeah, to Harrogate and Orient, and oh, then yeah, we've and then we've drawn the last two. So we've taken two points from twelve in the last four games. I just. I, I don't think we're done because you just don't know what the other teams are going to do. And at the moment, we're only a few points from safety with, what, 13 or 14 games left? 13. Uh, 13. So there's still plenty of time. There's plenty of points. But I'm really worried. Yeah, I think... Yeah, it's boring I've... being worried though, isn't it, Bruce? Right? No, but I don't think... I, I, I just think that's realistic. I'm not being negative. I'm not being negative. I'm being realistic. Oh, sorry. It's all right. <laughs> but, it's but about just... being... It's well, about just... it's about giving a sensible. Uh, I mean, Tom is Tom is two podcasts away from being taken away with men in white coats. Uh, we'll be sat in August, and the game will be kicking off against Weymouth, and we'll be sat there with us and go. I still think we can stay up, you know. I tell you what, if we've got Weymouth away, I'll be going to that. It'll be good. 
Uh, I was just going back to your uh, previous t- point. Just yeah, going back to your previous point. You three exiles moaning about your bloody tenors every game. What about us season ticket holders that <laughs> fought out front for the season for more than one person? I so, mean, so really any... when you're tenors that you have to pay every game, you ungrateful gits. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, Bruce. Um, anybody, I think anybody who put their money in was being more optimistic than Tom, shall we say. <laughs> No, but at the time, at the time, you, you felt I, I didn't necessarily think I was going to get going to a game. It was more like a donation to the future of the club. Ah, they've uh, had enough from me. You know, um, so that was that was how it felt. I, I, you know, we were, you know, our chairman was coming out telling us how bad it was, wasn't he? And uh, you know, so that's what that was. I didn't expect to see lots of games. I didn't know what I'd see. I mean, I just I prefer I to see fewer games. I'll be I, honest. I don't know if you saw that yesterday. I think I, I posted that the football league had said on the thirteenth of March that all games were going to be suspended until at least the third of April. Yeah, that's where that's where we were a year ago. We 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 just didn't have a clue that this was going to drag on, and it would be over a year since. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a year today since our first postponed game against Carlisle. I've so, got a program program and a ticket. We'll probably go through it on a season review, but. Um, it is well worth noting that the reason we're down here is because our board zagged when everybody else zigged and decided they were going to put all their eggs in one black, one relegation basket and hope that loads of other clubs went bust, but we were the ones that foul, fell foul of it. Um, so let's, uh, this might upset Tom, but let's imagine we do go down and we are back in the National League with old Clem and BT Sport following us around and getting front page of the national non-league paper. We'll be um, back on the telly every week. We'll be back on the telly every week. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the conference like now, I guess? I don't know if you guys have had a look. The, the playoffs have changed slightly. You now have six playoff spaces. I don't know if anybody else knew that. So the top two are kind of seeded, and then the other four play it out to, to play the, the honour of playing whoever it is. Bruce, what did you going to say? I'm not going to join in this part of the conversation because I don't think it's relevant yet. It's I'm, 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 I'm confident. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not confident, but <laughs> I, I, I can't talk about the conference until it's mathematically done. It's called the National League nowadays and the Twitter account is no longer banned or blocked by the Vanarama National League Twitter account, which is an improvement. So they've obviously got a new guy in. Um, I didn't know that when we went to have a look. Um, I guess it's a bit of a mess down there at the moment. I don't. I, I haven't really had are that they, much of a look. Are they? They get a bailout or loans or grants. Or they are they didn't. Losing, are they just losing hand over fist? Yeah, hand over fist. I think. Yeah, yeah that's why. Right. Right. So the way I haven't played any games. Yeah, Dover have played fifteen games. Lucky bastard. So the way I see it, if we do, if we, we're bastard, going sorry. in there, hopefully with new owners and. We've not accrued the debt because we've had a big bailout this season. So financially, I think we'll probably be in a better position than most. And as you said, there's six playoff spots to play for. So I'd hope that we'd be competitive next season. So, um, so, so lottery. We can't do the lottery, Bruce. Well, I mean, we could do it if you want, like get in and do a do a syndicate between us. See, sorry, everybody. We have this little chat going on in the background behind it. Getting out, um, of there, getting out of there is a nightmare. We know what it is, and it would still be a disaster to me going down. But like I said the other week, a couple, a couple of pods ago, I would back the new owners to the hilts. I wouldn't go anywhere as a fan, and I think you know most of our fans are good. They've been down there. They backed us before. 
Um, but I, I think, think, I th- I th- I think th- it would set the club backwards in some ways. And obviously the takeover is going to hopefully improve the club in many others. But we don't know. We, we, we say we should have a good chance of getting out there. I saw Youngie tweeted yesterday that, you know, that we, we should go into it in a better stead. And like Henry's just said, and we should. But we all know there's nothing guaranteed in football apart from a relegation in League Two battle for town every season at the minute under the current let's, owners. Well, let's hope that if there are relegation clauses in everybody's contracts, we can have a proper clear out and get rid of a load of the dead wood. So much dead wood. Well, we've only, we've only got like six or seven players under contract anyway, at most. Um, yeah, they're all terrible. Oh, right. let's focus I mean, yeah, on the positives. Not... <laughs> you know, we'll win more than we lose. There's going to be some new grounds to visit. Can have a See, win. Tom's now even been positive about the National League. <laughs> Weymouth and uh, somewhere else and all. I saw that's by the But season. the thing is, the thing is, like, I'm talking about the National League next season and the situation we're in. And, like, it's all well and good, Bruce, saying I'm not going to talk about it until we're down. Like, this is the reality facing us. Like, yeah. We could well be there in August, like, and there's nothing that we Bruce can do. Bruce has done about a Pierce Morgan, other than, other than watch and other than watch and hope. <laughs> and like saying, "Oh, new ownership, we might be competitive," is not me saying, "Oh, I hope we go down." Like, of course, I don't want us to go down, and of course, I think it's going to be bad. But the reality is, we might well go down. And yeah. as a fan base, we saw what happened last time when it took us years to accept it and get our heads around it. You know, this is going to be a problem that we need to solve and we need to accept it and get on with it. I think I think it's it's a reset button again. I think the new owners are going to be a reset button anyway, but it gives us an opportunity to reassess and even maybe make deeper cuts into things they wanted to change far quicker than they may want to, but it will give them the opportunity to do it. I think it um, really focuses us and let's be honest, the team that comes back up from that league tends to have their shit together as long as their moronic owners don't decide to sell off the best the best of the family silver uh, because they're not proven in that league. Um, I think it's an opportunity when, we, when we're trying to look at it as positively as we can do. Uh, but it's never, it's never fun. Let's be honest, you play an entire season just be just for the three or four games at the end of it, don't we? Let's that's that's what it certainly felt like. Um, let's have a chat about Hurst. Um, there are people murmuring, do we keep him next season? I think I've made I give him 18 months, I give him 18 months from next season. He gets three transfer windows then. Henry, what were you going to say? Well, if he keeps us up, obviously we'll keep him. Um, but say you are in the conference and you've got new ownership and you're looking for a fresh start. What do you look for in a manager? You want a manager that's experienced it and knows how to win promotion. You want a manager who knows the level and you want a manager that's going to work hard and knows the players at that level. And for me, Hurst ticks all of those boxes. So I think it's a bit of a no-brainer. Right? Yeah, who, I agree. Who else ticks all of those boxes? There's not that many managers that would. That would. I don't know any um, other man, apart from maybe the Cowleys, I don't know anyone who's better at putting a team together. And he's he's come in with two hands tied behind his back, trying to sign 11 players with all that shit show that's going on and Holloway running away. So anyone half decent wouldn't bother coming here anyway. This with season. half the budget spent. So, so I, th- I think I think you, you've got to give him time and you've got to give him a chance. I think I think it's madness to say otherwise. And yeah, it's just, oh, it drives me mad sometimes. But I yeah, agree I, with I, you wholeheartedly, my friend. I think it is an absolute laughable idea that you get rid of him. You can blame him for poor substitutes and being defensive, but 
he can only play with what he's got in front of him. And, and you and can finally, say he might, yeah. he's got the backing of the new of the new board anyway. Like they're fully behind him. So yeah. you know, if we do go down, let's go down United, and and that's the quickest way to turning it around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Bruce, Bruce is back. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that it has annoyed me slightly, the, the Hearst detractors, and I, I'm neither a big fan or a massive critic, um, but the, the, the detractors, oh, he's, and I've seen you reply to some tweets that, oh, he's signed his own players. He's got, his own, he's got 10 of his own players. I'm sure his shopping list was not, yeah. would not would not ideally have been the 10 players that he brought in. He's brought in what he could get, given that yeah. we were bottom of the league with a history of mistreating not mistreating players, but not. No, you're right. You're right. Mistreating. And, you know, our reputation, you know, from the boardroom cannot be the best um, around the country. And like I say, forgetting all that, we were bottom of the league. So he's bought in what he could get. He's begged, steeled and borrowed from, you know, clubs. Even, you know, he's gone down two divisions to bring Lenny and Joe and Coke back. Um, So I don't think that, I think that, like Henry said, though, I don't think uh, we can have the discussion, but I don't think, given that the new owners were involved in the recruitment of him, that he's going anywhere anyway, even if we do go down. I think Bruce is spot on because we know in January when Hurst was speaking in his interviews that he was getting regularly turned down by players he was trying to sign. Can you imagine that conversation he has to have? Come to Grimsby, where you're bottom of the league. No, no, no. We're going. We're going. Holloway, Holloway ran away, and there was that day with five statements, and your owner put up a pissed up ransom on the internet. Like, why? I've scored ten goals in League Two. Why would I come to you? I've got better offers. Like, yeah. he must have that so much. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, what were you going to say? Um... Oh, we've 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 depressed Tom. <laughs> oh yeah, it was about whether we keep Pest or not. Um, yeah, definitely keep him. I'd say we do a pardew and uh, give him like a four-year deal. Really invest. Send okay, that might be a bit too much. The league. <laughs> now, um, I think uh, I think that's been um, one of the things that has contributed to our long-term downfall is that we don't actually build anything and we don't give people a chance. The one of the I think uh, underlying factors of her success the first time around was that he stayed for so long and was able to build. Um, a team and a squad that was firstly capable of challenging at the right end of the table and then eventually capable of ch- challenging for promotion. I don't think it came as quick as everybody would have liked, but that's what he achieved. And I think if you... if you, um, I'm never giving any credit to the board at all. If you, if you stick with him, I, I think he'll turn it around again. And the great thing about Hurst in non-league was that he managed to find players from... Um, lower down and that were like rough diamonds and turned them into players that not only excelled for us, but went on to play at a higher level. So I, I can't really, I, I agree with Henry. Why would you get rid of a, a man who ended up in the conference who ticks all those boxes and more? Can I ask you a question, Tom? Because you're, 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 you're kind of like me as well. You're a proponent of the youth team. Are you slightly worried about his, his, resume of bringing youth players through for town he wasn't I guess he might have had a different remit to other managers yeah I think that is a problem but I think your hands I think the first time he was here his hands were tied because we're in the conference and everything is was just so geared to trying to get promotion and people don't feel like they can risk players and I think that would be a huge benefit of staying in the league I think if we stay in the league 
he probably will have opportunity to give people from the academy more chances, and I think that will come. Um, but I'm not sure how that will fare in the conference. Um, and I, was it you who tweeted as well? The guy who's coming in is, is behind the scenes with the new board who used to be at Brentford, where they've completely you know, expunged their youth setup, haven't they? Oh, I don't know. And the guy, the only club that I know that he has experience with, if it's if it's going to be Palmer, is Wickham. So, um, I mean, I guess it's it's that part of the world. Um, uh, Bruce asked about the, the the youth development team. They currently receive £420,000 a year uh, from the FA. That would be reduced to 50% um, in the first season. And then I believe it's nothing after that. Um, so they do get a slight bit of money, which was better than last time round. But from reports within the club, that money is uh, very sensitive. Well, very quickly moved and, and used for, for other things such as supporting the training ground. So that would have to come from somewhere else. Henry, what were you going to say? I think it's a little bit up in the air because we don't know what the new ownership's investment priorities will be. As you say, the the official funding will be cut back, but we don't oh, know exactly how that's divvied up anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think that is a, an area of concern. But um, at the end of the day, we could just take it out of Fenty's two and a half mil. If only, mate. If only. I'll be doing it when we get promoted from whatever league it is next season, whether it be League Two or the or the National League. I'm running down Humberston Avenue and screaming in his face like Kevin Ellison, uh, just 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 for the uh, cathartic screaming. Um, has anyone got anything else on that before we talk about like the takeover and when it's getting done? I guess the answers will be soon from all three of you. But I, I is anybody concerned with how long it's taking? Um, talk within the club is that everything feels a bit leadership, leaderless and, and rudderless at the moment because of the lack of well, leadership. I think I think the legal side of it could well be held up with um, sort of COVID-related issues because we know that there's been a backlog in the courts and everything's been slower than it normally is. So my guess, and it is just a guess, would be it's something to do with that and it's just taking its time because everything else is backlogged. I know people have said that they were concerned that it wasn't they would renegotiate or something, but from by the looks of it, they're all really keen and they're they're really wanting to get on and get it done, um, and hopefully the sooner the better because that's going to be that's going to be one tick in Tom's box of positivity because I think that will give everyone a bit of a a bit of a g up and a bit of a sort of weight lifted lifted off, lifted off everybody's shoulders. Um, I think we've run through everything quite succinctly there guys um has anybody got any aob good keep us keep us faith and have a drink keep us faith um so christine green was uh nominated chairman of the trust uh this week i think that's a pretty good move i think most people know christine and, and the work she does behind the scenes she helped get a mariachi band in the ground so there's absolutely anything is possible with her in in charge because that was no easy feat uh, from the person getting all the abuse on the WhatsApp messages from it. Doesn't uh, snap flags. Doesn't snap flags. Nope. Um, which is always good. What's that about? What about Fenty? That's Fenty, isn't it? Snapping flags. Or, or have I missed something? Did our chairman, Mariner's, chair, Mariner's Trust chairman, snap a flag? No, it's, they're both in the chairman role, though, aren't they? 
Oh, yeah, true. Very true. Well, non-chairman, majority shareholder, whatever it would be. Um, which is, so congratulations to her and everybody else who won their nominations on the board there. Uh, that is brilliant. Uh, I guess we'll go to the quick Q&A then. We've got a few questions in. Uh, but as I said earlier, gents, I think now I've added an image, people aren't that bothered. Uh, <laughs> we only got nine questions, which is uh, not as many as usual. So Bob, Bob is on the always positive he said, we go down, her should go. He divides the fan base. I think it's like 98% in Hurst and, and Bob and somebody else. on. The, I don't think Bob's divided on Hurst. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get together. Uh, we need to be all together. Fans, owners, management. That will never happen under him. New owners, new start, new manager. Um, I wouldn't like to think so, Bob. I think it would be good. But I guess in the end, it's ultimately up to the, the new CEO and the board, which direction they take. They were involved in this conversation. So I guess he stays. Uh, I'd be very interested to know how he will feel about it if they do stay. Anybody got to anything to add on that to help me? I tweeted, I tweeted the other the other day that I'm I'm not, and I know it's it's where we are. And you talked about people being nice to each other and respecting each other's opinions and things, but that didn't work for me last time. We do we do seem um, suddenly more divided, um, and I think that goes back to a few things. I think, like you said, and some and other people have said, it's. It's some people's only social media is the only way that we're seeing what people think at the moment. And, you know, it's some people's sounding board, isn't it, for getting that getting their anger and their feelings out with what's going on. But there certainly does seem, you know, when we wanted a change of ownership, the whole fan base was united behind that. Um, you know, 98, 99 percent of people wanted that. And we do seem a little bit divided at the moment. But at the end of the day, I ain't, I, I'm not going to stop going because so-and-so's a manager or he's a manager or he's in charge or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think we just crack on. And But I don't like it quite so much when people aren't all in relative agreement. Well, it might be better when we're all winning and we're tanking, woking, the non-league part-timers. My, my wife can't hear. Um, uh, she's a massive woking fan. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be fun next year if we go down. Living older shot. And also have a working supporting wife. So that could be an interesting couple of days. Um, Richard Young said, it's not impossible, but it's highly improbable, I guess, about staying up. The spine has been improved over the last few games, but we will still look toothless in front of goal. All we can ask is to try and, at the very least, keep up ourselves in the mix and end the season better than we'd started it. Anything else is a bonus. Um, off the back of that, if we do go down, who are you keeping? Do, has anybody got a... a yeah, Henry. Uh, just running through the team off the top of my head. Um, McEwen. I, I yeah, McEwen. Do you know what, though? Yeah. I've got to say something. I, I noticed Eastwood was missing yesterday with McEwen. Yeah, he think, made some fantastic... Think, think, so. Sorry. Yeah, I think he was... I think Eastwood might be injured. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, he made, he yeah, made I thought, some... I thought McEwen, McEwen played well yesterday, yeah. He did. He made some great saves, but I think he, you noticed when balls were coming into the box, he wasn't... Eastwood was going for them and taking them. Macca wasn't. I think there was an, a, a moment in the first half when I noticed it. Um, but yeah, McEwen, yeah, I, I would probably agree. And then on the back line at the minute, Hendry, I think he's played better the last couple of games. I think if he um, I think if he carries on like that, then I'd keep Hendry's experienced. I think many essays improved game on game. Okay. I think we could get better, um, but you're fair enough. In midfield... I quite like Luka Coke. Um, so you wouldn't keep Hendry or Pollock? 
Yeah, I said I said uh, Hendry. I'd keep Matty Pollock as well, I think. Okay, and Hewitt? Um, Hewitt, I don't know. I could go either way on Hewitt. I think he's actually looked rather good in half, which just says a lot about all of our other centre-halves, that Hewitt looks one of our better. Um, but I think if you're looking to build a, a top-end team in the conference and you only have 20 players in the squad, would Hewitt be in that 20? I don't know. Um, but just running through quickly, um, Marais I'd probably keep, Coke and Matete I'd probably keep. Yeah, we, we um, can't, I guess we can't keep Matete unless we offered to buy him. Unless, unless I don't know, I don't know what would happen there. He seems a, he seems a really handy player on the ball. And then strikers wise, probably just Lenny. Just to hold him. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's got an extra year on his contract anyway, and I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't keep any of the other strikers. Uh, yeah. you'd, you'd have to keep uh, Gibson and Jackson, uh, Jackson Junior, uh, Scannell as well, because they're all signed till twenty twenty two or twenty twenty. Oh, so G- George Williams is as well, but hopefully George Williams. Yeah, there uh, is there is a load uh, of relegation clauses, and we can get rid because Danny Rose he's twenty twenty two as well. Felipe Moraes is 2022. That's a lot of deadwood. We give out some crap contracts, aren't we? And if we are, if we are going to have a clear Luke Waterfall's then... here as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah Luke props, props to Holloway for that 2023. Yeah. That's as a coach, though, isn't it? I think the Russell, it's... it's oh, a... my... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Russell as well. God. Yeah, hopefully there are relegation clauses we can get rid of them all. Would you guys, if we... Say, for example, it's mathematically done... We're relegated. It's the start of April. I don't know. Would you put players on furlough? I would. I know Ian said he wanted to punish them by making them come in every week, but I'd get I'd get the likes of Williams and Scannell and those we don't want to keep on furlough and get them off the books. Yeah, but unless they're going, unless they're going, unless they're going to go in the summer, which they've got to agree to. I mean, the question we've just asked of of Henry, who would you keep? Like you say, that was his ideal world, and then like you yeah. say, Tom's obviously come in with the players that at the moment we're. Yeah. Duty bound to keep, and I mean, do you think we'll have written? Do you think people would come here with relegation clauses written into the contract with the last couple of seasons we've had? I, 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 I don't know, and I, and I, and, I, and I'm not privy to those sort of things. But have we had con- have we had relegation release clauses before? I mean, last time we went down ten years ago, eleven years ago, a few of the players were still here the following season, weren't they? Yeah, Lee Peacock and the like were still here. Um, it would be um, it would be interesting to see. I would probably keep. Uh, do you know what? Macca, neither here nor there for me. Uh, I'd probably keep Hendry, Hewitt and Pollock. And then in midfield, I would most likely probably keep Max Wright and um, maybe Clifton as a as a as an engine bit. But that's it. And then Lenny up front, because I think he'd be a half-decent striker to come on late in a game in the conference. I think, yeah, Lenny would be a, a decent option to have as a sort of rotational piece to bring on and sort of similar way John Paul Pittman was always quite a handy player to have in the team and, uh, and obviously his attitude as well really helps as well it seems he's obviously captain already Bruce what were you going to say I, I I thought about this yesterday and I, I think that while we're improving at the moment and we're, we're talking about obviously normally you would say if you were if it was a relegation side we would have named probably one two three players that we wanted to keep and it still might be a relegation side but it's a side that's been brought together 25 22 games from the end of the season um, so it's it's a, it is his it is his squad to a to, you know to a lesser extent some of the players he got that he wanted some he didn't but 
I, this this squad just feels like it needs a transfer window, even though it was brought together in a transfer window. A transfer window where we could bring in another two or three or four might just we might not need need the complete overhaul that you would think a, a team bottom of the league needs. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd probably add Julian Lammy to to a team that I would keep. Anybody else want to run through what they would keep? Tom I'd obviously keep... doesn't doesn't matter because we'll be staying up. Well, this is true. Uh, I'd keep Spokes. I'd, you know, I'd like to see. Um, I think he has got potential, and maybe we could. Uh, interestingly, I, I don't remember seeing him on the uh, on the Cod Almighty list of uh, contracts. Maybe I just overlooked it. Um, yeah, I'd keep Max Wright and players like that. Obviously, there's a chance you're going to lose players like that, young players like that, because they might a, a league team might come in and say. We can offer you a deal um, in the league, and they'll go. Oh, sorry for interrupting. While it's in my head, we should mention that Ben Grist looks like he's off off to Manchester United. Who? Ben Grist. Does he? I didn't hear that. Yeah, um, there are the rumours going round that he looks set to be joining them. As obviously Holloway was talking him um, talking him up earlier. Um, it's a shame these days, isn't it, that that you don't even, you know, you get these young players, you know, he's a schoolboy probably. I think I think they're in the they're in year eleven, aren't they? The the, the good lads, the, you know, they're going into and you don't even get to see them play. You know, they just go off to a, one of the Premier League academies and we'll go get and ten grand there. and an annual, and that's it. Yeah, but you, you know, you don't even get these young lads to come through like you know, like the, the lads that we've had come through over the years, the young sixteen, you know, in the Ryan Bennett's and the. You know the Pete Balls and the Danny Norse and the, when they were sort of seventeen or six, you know, and you don't even, you know, if they're good now, they just go to the academies and you don't even see them play. Well, it's all doom and gloom, isn't it, Bruce? Eh? Right. Let's have a look. Tom, you can't, Tom, you can't think, you can't think that that's good though. Uh, I think you get I, a good. No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a positive. I think, but I don't think that's. Um, I don't think it's true that we don't get to see young players come through. Otherwise, we wouldn't have seen like uh, Matty Pollock, uh, Harry Clifton, and Matt Trite. I think that that is um, a major problem with youth development in this country, in the way, or in England, um, in the way that uh, it's set up now. But I don't think it's necessarily true that we don't get to see young players come through the side. I think we have. I mean, even. Like when Dale Southwell broke into the first team squad, he was um, a prospect. It didn't work out for him, but he has made himself a career out of um, playing football. So he, Where does he play now, Tom? I think he's at Kings Lynn now. Brilliant. Looking forward to him scoring against us next year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, great stuff. Uh, did you want to go through anyone else that you wanted to keep? No, Just Cole, Paul right. Just Paul Est. Um, obviously, it doesn't matter because we're staying up. Uh, Ant Porter says, um, try and keep things positive. Sorry, Ant. Uh, <laughs> uh, reading neg- he's sick of reading negative tweets. 15 years of negative chairman owner need, need to, chance, uh, to change the man- fans' mindset. I think that comes from the club, mate. I've got to be entirely honest. I think it's the club's duty to change the fans' man's- mindset. This is a set of fans that have raised £250,000 in the last five years for the club. And obviously, didn't take um, refunds on season tickets, bought season tickets like Bruce foolishly did uh, to, to help to help and, and to purchase shares 
and not to mention also as well um what was the other thing um i was going to say about what they did that was about that's about it really i think we but they, they did quite a lot and i think the fans are going to be there and if anything positive comes out i think we're all going to be delighted and enjoy it actually it's, it could be a fun couple of years supporting town if if all goes well fingers that's crossed positivity for you tom that's positivity i think I, we're going to be absolutely fine mad. come on I think we're going to, whatever league we're in, I don't give a shit because I love supporting town and I love everybody who follows them, as long as you're not racist. But um, uh, I just want to go to, I just want to go to a game again and have a fully normal day. And I want to stick you back in, I want to stick you back in a, um, in a shopping trolley and push you down towards Braintree. (laughs) Uh, And then the police stop us. so then uh, Matt, uh, Matt said, uh, and Tom's replied to it, so I assume it's about relegation. He says, we're down. Fenty's last act has to be the st- uh, stymie and frustrate the rescue takeover for long enough to seal our fate. What does the recovery plan look like? What should Paul Hurst and SSP's plans? That's the consortium uh, for those of you who don't kind of get that Stockwood shoots and pet it. Plan B for the summer and next season. Would we keep any of this squad? I think we've actually just gone through that for you, Matt. Uh, John Paul Temby said, historically in football, when a new manager comes in statistically, you have a six-game honeymoon boost. We never got that under Hurst. Is that because of the squad or players? I think we touched on that as well, really. I think um, we, we kind of brushed on that. Uh, Ryan said, if we go down, who would you keep? Oh, we've done that one too. Uh, <laughs> can, he, can, the, um, can the person who says statistically you get a honeymoon period actually back that up with some hard facts? And then we'll go into that uh, in more detail on the next pod if he could actually come up with something to prove that. Oh, someone, a, someone bring, tell Alex, Michael Jolly. Bring him on. Get him on the yeah. pod with Tom. John, come on. We'll have a chat about it. Someone else needs to go toe-to-toe with Tom uh, because he's only got a few more pods before he gets committed as we, as the R is already next to our name. He's going, we're going to stay up. We're going to stay up. <laughs> uh, Ryan Phillips said, if we go down... Um, who would you keep? We've done that. But he, he makes an interesting point. They wouldn't have a budget cap down there. Um, so we would have an option to, to spend a little bit more. But I think it's about spending wisely. And I would like to see Paul Hurst being able to buy players without John Fenty going, well, maybe you can save 100 quid by not getting him and and, and sign, um, you know, sign Julian Strakes instead. Um, and then Fuku, uh, 3Q Nuts and Rusty Bolt said, the new, the new board are key, excellent businessmen, but not experienced at running a club. A uh, quick, quick key question is Paul Hurst is their man. Were they back him early or do they recreate Do they recreate the togetherness that exploded after Bristol Rovers' defeat at uh, Wembley? Be honest, and I know we will uh, be honest, and I know we will be back. We will back them in numbers. One thing I'd say about that is we lost to Bristol Rovers, who kept their manager when they got relegated, and they went straight back up again. So maybe that's something to to consider. I read that tweet earlier, and I thought it was going to—I thought it was going to be negative when it started, but actually, it's—it's—it's quite—it's quite good. I quite, yeah. It wasn't. Particular. Yeah, it's, it's just—I think people are just people are worrying. That's all. They all worry. We all care, um, uh, and we all got the same goal. So let's just hug each other and and shout Fenty out because that's the one thing that one thing that um, bonds us all together. That and the love of the three F buff. Um, yeah, he goes in. Jaeger's in, Fenty out. If any other side uh, was six points adrift, I'd have written them off. But while there are points to be won, we go again Wednesday. Is this from Tom? Is this from your fake account? Uh, with the belief of getting three points, never stop believing. As if you don't pull the ball away and give up now, up the mound is 39 points to be won. And that's from Pla- Andy Plowy, Andy Plowman, 
who is uh, in Tom's Tom's camp. And then Mike McMahon comes on and says, I think that's it for us. Can we still do it? Yes, we Yes, will we? Unlikely. Fine margins recently and a few breaks. Things could have been very different. Hurst definitely made us more organised and solid back in next year. P.S. Fenty, can you hurry up and fuck off as soon as possible? And I think that is a wonderful way to end it. Anybody got anything to add before we do go? Good. I've just hearing my son because he heard me swear. He heard me do a swear word, and so he's very, um, very upset with me. Um, thank you all very much for joining us. Uh, we will be back uh, next week, and we'll have a chat about stuff. Uh, have a good day, and we shall see you all soon. Thank you. Bye. Go- say goodbye, gents. Cheers. Bye. Thank you, Henry. Bye-bye. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Tom. <laughs>